0: Well, good morning, everybody. For those of you I do not know, my name is Mike. It's an honor to welcome you here to North Stars. We wrap up this resurrecting series that we started on Easter Sunday with the resurrection of Christ, and we're wrapping it up today. And I think today has some stuff that maybe you've wondered about, maybe you've thought about, maybe you've questioned, maybe you've doubted. Maybe today's just for you. So, I want you to do me a favor. Take your Bibles. Turn to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. That's where we're going to be today. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. In fact, we're going to pick up down in verse 35. And then we will sort of read our way through 1 Corinthians chapter 15. If you were given your little note sheet on the way in, it is a great way to keep up. The best way, however, is the North Star Church app. If you go to North Star Church, Georgia... In the App Store, you can download that app. You can uh, scan it there and download the app, uh, do the QR code. But whatever you do, today's a day that I think hits you where you are. I remember hearing a, uh, a guy years ago talk about an old war college. And they said during peacetime, when the professor, when the lecturer would be up speaking, people would doze off and people would not really pay attention to what was going on in the class. But in wartime, everybody sat on the edge of their seat because they knew within days, they knew within weeks, they knew within months that they would be out on the front line living out what everything they were learning about. So here's what I'm going to tell you today. Today's a day we will all experience Today is a day that we will all go through this passage from this world to the next world. And what we experience, what we go through, what it will be like, a lot of it's talked about in Scripture. Some of it is not talked about in Scripture, but a lot of it is, and we're going to do our very best to unpack it today. So let me just ask this question here at the beginning. How many of y'all have ever wondered... What heaven was going to be like, and what you would look like in heaven? Raise your hand if you've ever wondered that before. All right, how many of y'all have ever wondered if in heaven you're going to know people like you know people here? Raise your hand. All right? How many of y'all sometimes those things make you a little nervous? Raise your hand. If you didn't raise your hand, you lie like a dog. All right. And so it, we all, because it is it's unknown. The crazy part is there's a thin veil. Between this world and the next world. I think we'll be shocked when we get there. How close it's been all along. But God has some things to say to us today. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is where we're going to camp out. So let's, let's pick up where we are. And then we're going to stand and read. And then we're going to go. So let's. Paul, the apostle, did not believe. He hated the people of the way, hated the people of the way, the believers of the day. They didn't like them. Well, Paul, on his way to persecute them, met the resurrected Jesus on the road to Damascus, and it was a game-changing day. He was blinded by the light, and the voice from heaven said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And he gave his heart to Jesus on that road to Damascus, and it what really was a game-changing day, and everything from that point changed. Paul became, not Saul, but Paul, the apostle, became Paul and wrote much of what we know today as the New Testament. This book, Corinthians, was a letter he wrote to the church at Corinth, and this particular section of the book is written to them because they didn't believe in the resurrection and they didn't think it was true. And Paul's writing going, if the resurrection's not true, why are we even here? And that's what we've unpacked over these weeks. Today we pick up in verse 35. Would you stand with me today in honor of reading God's word together? We're just going to read one verse so you don't have to stand long. Here's a great part. I can see Paul. Writing these words, I don't see Paul trembling. Writing these words, I see Paul with all the confidence in the world writing words to encourage this church. But knowing two thousand years later, you and I would be sitting in a room and they would encourage us. First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse thirty-five. But someone may ask, how will the dead be what? What kind of bodies will they have? That's what we're going to talk about today. Father, these are your words for us, not our words for you. God, we want to honor you today with how we unpack them. God, how we break them down. But God, most of all, I want you to give us a taste and glimpse of what's to come. God, I pray we leave this building today. Whether we're in Compass, we're watching in the theater, or we're watching from a ballpark or a hotel room or in our den or on the back deck. God, we, I pray we'll leave encouraged today. And hopeful of what's to come. Father, that is my prayer. And I pray it in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Before you're seated, find three people and go. I pray there are no carbs in heaven. Do that real quick. Turn around, people around you. So... In what I get to do, um, I've been doing this this role that I'm in in ministry since 1991. So I've been at it a while—32 years. I get to pe- be with people on the happiest days of their lives, standing at an altar with a young bride and a young groom saying "I do." And watching them begin life together, I've done probably over 500 weddings at least through those years. Not all of them took real well, but anyway, so I've done them. That wasn't my part; that was up to them. But anyways, so I've done a lot of weddings. Um, Over the course of those 30 something years, I have gotten phone calls about babies that have been born. I think we have done, jeez. A baby dedication every Sunday for the last six months tells you a lot. There are a lot of babies around here, all right? And so a lot, a, lot of, a lot of little ones. I get calls about adoptions, about new jobs, about children graduating from high school, about just all kinds of great news. I mean, I get texts and emails, job promotions. It's great. We had a couple last service. I remember last summer I got a call from them saying their son had been drafted into the Major league, he got drafted by one of the teams. These are just the great things. But attached to the great things are the doctor's diagnosis, the scares, parents, aging, and death. Ladies and gentlemen, the reality of life is this. This subject that we're going to talk about today, whether we want to talk about it or not talk about it, is something we're all going to walk into. Right? It's it's a fact. So we either walk into it confidently or we walk into it scared because we don't know. But the Bible has a lot to say. Everybody look, look at me. What you are in, this physical, earthly shell is decaying, it is not getting better as you get older. You can eat right, live right, but the reality is, it's in a process of decay, it goes really, really good, and then it just starts going really, really bad. It's just the way that the the life cycle works. I remember I was on a flight a couple years ago, coming in from Haiti, and the plane, it was the craziest deal. It would, the lighting was awful in the plane. I was trying to read my book and I couldn't read it. And I had my uh, flashlight out reading the book and a buddy on the plane, Dr. Mark Hester goes here as an optometrist, throws me a pair of reading glasses. Only old people need reading glasses. He throws them like, I don't need these. The plane's dim. He went, oh, the plane's not dim. Your eyes are dim. I'm like, no. All right, and I put the glasses on. I'm like, dear Jesus, holy moly. I didn't know all that was in there, right? My eyes aren't what they used to be. It's a process of decay. But that decay isn't going to last forever. Paul breaks down For you and I, whether we're a college student, whether you're in your 20s and you're looking at life ahead, or whether you're in this room today or a text, I got after the first service saying I'm 72 years old and it makes me feel so good about to know what's next. How many of you have lost someone that you've loved that knew Jesus, but you've lost them in the past few years? Raise your hand. This is going to apply to you. This is what they've experienced. Y'all ready to dive in? Wow. All right, I don't know what to do with that. All right, here we go. I'm going in anyways. I hope some of you are going along for the ride. Here we go. All right, let's talk about this real quick. Because Jesus was raised from the dead, because of Easter, because of the resurrection, because a dead man went in a tomb on a Friday, and on Sunday he got up and walked out. We said this on Easter. Because of the resurrection, anything is possible. Because Jesus was raised from the dead. Everything Paul writes about in 1 Corinthians 15 comes from the premise of we are believing that the resurrection was true. We are believing that Jesus overcame death. Because of that, number one, you will get an eternal body. First little blank there. An eternal body. So normally at Northstar we read a long passage and then we break it apart. Today... We read something short. We're going to teach. and Then we're going to break it apart. All right? So we're going to read more under each one of these points. Just so, if you're brand new to North Shore, it's a little different than normal. But my goal today is you leave two ways. Number one, I pray you leave knowing what comes for your eternity. Second, I want you to leave knowing what's to come in eternity. You get an eternal body. This shell of a body you will leave behind. You are not taking this shell with you. This tent, Paul refers to it as, will be left behind. You're leaving it on this side. What you receive next will be an eternal body. This one is in decay. That body is immortal and will last forever. This body isn't getting better. That body will never grow old again. This body gets sick. That body, there is no more sickness or pain. It's an eternal body. Look at the way Paul said This is really, really good. Verse 50. What I'm saying, dear brothers and sisters, is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Why can't this body, what I have now, inherit the kingdom of God? I want you to write a word out beside it. It's what Cole hit two weeks ago, ready? And here's the word, sin. Sin marred this body. Do you know that when sin entered the world, Death came with sin. God created a perfect garden that sin interrupted. And from that point on, from the time of Adam, decay began. It's all because of sin. So our physical body cannot inherit the kingdom of God. These dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will, what are the next two words? Never die. The bodies we're going to be transformed into will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. Meaning this. When you close your eyes on this side of heaven and you open your eyes there, There is a new body awaiting you. And it is an eternal body. It will live forever. There is no more separation. What's coming next is what we've always wanted earth to be. It's forever. And you will receive an eternal body at the resurrection. When you... Because of what Jesus did, you get an eternal body. I get an eternal body. And it is so much better than the one we've got here. And we're going to talk about it. So here's why. Ready? This body is different than my earthly body. It's different. So I want to to pause here real quick. Number one question I get from people. Will I know people in heaven that have gone before me? Parents, grandparents, friends, children. They knew Christ or they weren't at an age to accept him. Will I know them in heaven? And the answer to that, I believe, Scripture is very clear, the answer to that is yes. You will know them. So you go back to... uh, Jesus resurrected body, so Jesus dies on Friday, comes back on Sunday. When he appeared to the disciples, did the disciples know who he was? Yes or no? Yes. It was a physical body. It was a resurrected body. They recognized him. He ate. It's interesting. There is eating in heaven. There's a feast. The varsity's there, but anyway. So there's a there's eating in heaven. We know that. It was different because he, would, he came through locked doors, which is interesting. It's immortal. But you will receive a new body, and it's different than your earthly body. Here's why it's different. All right, I want you to write down a couple, a couple of these things. Ready? Our earthly bodies are weak, perishable, unglorified, and natural. I was reading one doctor this week. She said, Even our face reveals the march of time as production of elastin in our skin dwindles and ceases and deepens around our eyes. Calcium hardens our arteries, driving up blood pressure. Bones thin, spines weaken, and we stoop towards the dust from which we came. Isn't that interesting? That's our earthly body. Your heavenly body will never die. You ever known somebody here that couldn't walk? They'll run in heaven because their body will be perfect. It's an eternal body that you have. I believe scripture is very clear from Mount of Transfiguration to Jesus coming back. You will be known in heaven as you're known here. And I believe you will know people in heaven. I believe you're going to get to heaven one day and you're going to pass somebody and it's going to shock you they're there. <laughs> and you're going to walk by some people that will be shocked you made it. All right? And so <laughs> it's just the way that it works. It's an eternal body, but it's a, a known. So it's really interesting. God has a lot to say about what's to come then he has a lot of things he doesn't say what age will we be in heaven? I don't know the answer to that. It doesn't say. And therefore, if God remains silent, I'll choose to remain silent. I don't know. All I know is this. Your eternal body is an upgrade from your earthly body. Can I get an amen on that? It's better. What's to come is better than what is. Why does it scare us? Because we can't see it. And we can't touch it. It's on the other side of a veil. This, is, this sounds really morbid, and I don't mean it to. I don't ever mind doing a funeral. Because I'm excited for the person I'm doing it for. I'm sad for the people that are sitting in front of me. I'm hap- Listen, that person doesn't want to come back. I've had people say, I hate they're missing the big game this week. I think they'll be okay. All right? I don't think they're really upset about missing the big game. I hurt for the people in front of me because we're left on this side. Last service, there was a gentleman sitting right there that lost his dad on Friday. His dad's doing better than he is. It's an eternal body that we receive. And Paul uses some analogies that our earthly body is going to be different from our heavenly body. Listen, listen to what he says. But someone may ask, verse 35, how will the dead be raised? What kind of bodies are we going to have? What a foolish question. When you put a seed in the ground, it doesn't grow into a plant unless it dies first. And when you, what you put in the ground is not the plant that will grow, but only a bare seed of wheat or whatever you're planting Paul talks about, it's really interesting, he begins to talk about botany. And he talks about how seeds form from this seed that has to die to be reborn. Then he goes on to say, then God gives it to the new body he wants it to have. A different kind of plant grows from each kind of seed. Similarly, there are different kinds of flesh. One kind for humans, one for another for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. These are also the bodies in heaven and bodies on earth. The glory of the heavenly bodies is different from the glory of the earthly bodies. He begins to talk about zoology, and he talks about the flesh of people and birds and animals. But then he goes on to say this. The sun has one kind of glory, while the moon, the stars each have another kind. And even the stars differ from each other in their glory. He begins to talk about astronomy. Here's what he does. In these verses, he captures Genesis chapter 2 in the first six days of creation and he says this, God is gonna make all things new. And look at me, your body will be new and it will be better than what you have here. And it's eternal. This body is not eternal. I don't care how much you work out, I don't care how much you run, I don't care how well you eat, you can make it last longer, but it will give out. That body that's to come is eternal. Everybody look at me, and I don't want you to miss this, if you know Jesus. Amen. If you don't know Jesus, story ain't so good. A little different ending. If you know Christ, you die once. You die a physical death, but you do not die a spiritual death. The Bible says this. Everybody look at me to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. There is no soul sleep, there is no you gotta go hang out and there's somebody flipping a coin and praying for you, it don't work like that. You make your decision here, I'm with him or I'm not. If you are with him, upgrade. You get an eternal body that is everything you long for this one to be, and here's the part, ready? It's designed by God. It's God's ultimate handiwork. And it captures you perfect. There's no reason to think that God that gives us our own DNA and our own individual qualities will make heaven any less. Look at what he says. Then God gives it to the new body he wants it to have. A different plant grows from each kind of seed. It's the same way with the resurrection of the dead. Our earthly bodies are planted in the ground when we die, and they're going to be raised to live forever. Our bodies buried in brokenness will be raised in glory. They're buried in weakness, but they'll be raised in strength. They're buried as natural human bodies, but they'll be raised as spiritual bodies. I cannot tell you how many rooms I've sat in with an old, withered hand in my hand. And that withered hand may not be somebody in their 80s. It may be somebody in their 20s or 30s that's gone through cancer. And with all the assurance in the world, I tell them what you're about to get is what we all wish we had. You're about to be healed. I remember so many times sitting, it was one of our staff members, Nadine, that was on our staff for a long time, fought cancer for years and years. I remember driving to her house up in Canton with her and her precious family on a Saturday morning with her doctor. And We took her hand and I, we talked to her about what was about to happen within moments. It's a body designed by God. I want you to write down a couple thoughts about this and we're going to move on. Y'all got to listen faster. I got a lot of stuff. Here we go. All right, so it's eternal. It's raised to live forever. It's perfect raised in glory it's powerful it's raised in strength and it's spiritual it's raised as a spiritual body like jesus's resurrected body they knew who jesus was all right let me go ahead and let you know you will not be an angel in heaven most of you are not angels here all right so we're not taking on a new persona there not gonna be angels in heaven you're gonna be you And God's going to have work for you to do. He's got tasks for us to complete. He's got things that we are going to spend eternity with our new resurrected body working on for eternity. He's been refining it. He's been getting it ready for you to come and take it. And that day will come. What do we do, Mike, until then? Three things, ready? Be watchful. Be watchful. Let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be, what's the next word? Okay, let's say it with a little more power. But we'll all be what? Transformed. We'll all be made new two ways we're going to get to heaven. One, death. Life ends here. I have an expiration date. If the Lord chooses not to come. I either go by death or he comes again. Do you know that scripture teaches there will be a day that Jesus is coming back for his bride. There are no more prophecies left to be fulfilled. We watch and wait. For Jesus to come. Paul writes this letter as if he thinks it's in his lifetime. Look at what he goes on to say. It will happen in a moment in the blink of an eye when the last trumpet is blown for when the trumpet sounds those who dead who have died will be raised to live forever meaning graves and we're not going to get into this it could take all day but graves all over the world will pop open and bodies will come up and just a little wacky stuff there. But anyways, so all that's going to happen. And we who are living will also be transformed. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. What he's saying is whether we die or whether he comes and gets us, our bodies will become new. That's what he says. So be watchful. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Could Jesus come in our lifetime? The answer is absolutely yes. And, buddy, you watch the news. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Right? Why should we be watchful? Because it means I long for him to come. Ike, who was our founding pastor here, used to always say he got a sunroof in his car because if he was driving down the road and Jesus come back, he wanted to go straight on through. He didn't want to have to go just straight on up, right? But we're going to be transformed either way. Be watchful. It means my life is in order and I'm ready for him to come. Second part of that is be thankful. Be thankful. Then when our dying bodies have been transformed, verse 54, into bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Number one fear of people in the world is death. And Paul says, because of the resurrection of Jesus, you have no fear of death. Death has no sting. I, this is, this is Mike. I'm, this, this, I'm not going to hold the Bible while I tell you this. All right, so this is my opinion. I don't, think, I don't think you feel a thing. I think you're just gone. I think you're with Jesus. Maybe because I don't like pain. But anyways, I, don't, I believe that God just takes you home. Oh, death, where's your victory? Look at look at what he says next. This is so good. For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Be thankful, and I want you to write this down under it, ready? Because we win. We win. I don't care how bad life gets, we win. I don't care your diagnosis. You win. There is no fear. Death holds nothing over you. Is it pain here? Yes. But what's to come? It's greater than anything we can imagine. Be thankful. I remember sitting in my den in 2017 when my Dad passed away in February, and then mom starts not feeling well in March. She was great. Starts not feeling well, and all of a sudden she goes to the doctor, and she's eaten up. And I'm, I'm, we were just in shock. And I remember sitting in her den when Hugh Kirby, my youth pastor, and one of the pastors at her church grabbed her hand, and he said, Miss Ann, let me tell you something. God's going to heal you, either here or there, but you're going to be healed. Be thankful. She got healing there, which I'm thankful for because there was no more not healing then. Be thankful. Final thing, be faithful. Be faithful. Paul concludes this letter, and I believe for some of you that know Jesus, these last words are for you. So what he says. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Don't sway. Don't give in. Don't worry. Don't fear. Ladies and gentlemen, when you know Jesus, you don't fit in and in 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 this world anymore and you were never meant to the world is normal we're abnormal just go ahead and live it just know it's coming but you're on the winning side be strong and immovable listen to what and I love what he says next always work what's the next word enthusiastically for the lord how you live look at me and how you work matters to somebody's eternity for you know nothing you do for the lord is ever useless some of you sat in here today and it's like whoa man i'm ready Do I look forward to death? I don't fear death. I don't want to be there when it happens to me, but I don't fear it. Why? Because I know what's on the other side. I love this life, too. I listen, at last service, my little girl got to be here today. She's hosting an event here for her church this afternoon. So Mary Michael got to be here with her husband, and it was just i got the best life in the world. I've got an amazing wife. I've got an amazing family. I get the best church. In. Y'all are the stinking nicest people. And like I told you, the real pastors are going to show up one day and y'all going to go, we've been missing out all these years. I mean, we had Mike. Y'all have been so nice to me, though. Doggone, so nice. But the best day on this earth, if you multiply it times a million, Will not be a glimpse of how good heaven's gonna be. Ever just feel joy? That's heaven. And it lasts forever. Some of you, you know it. You're like, Ooh, I just needed that reminder. Others of you, when the word death comes up, you're terrified. Because you don't know what's after this life. And I don't mean to be, and I I say this with all sincerity and love, you've got to figure out who Jesus is to you. It's all about the resurrection. Let me tell you something. If the resurrection didn't happen, take your Bible, throw it out your car window, and just don't waste your time on Sunday morning. But if it did happen, it gives me something to long for. It gives me something to look for. And every day, I get to work enthusiastically for Him so I can point people who don't know To the Jesus that I know. Would you pray with me? And some of us in this room today, we've lost that loved one. And it's just thank God and say, God, I can't wait to see them again. They see you. They're waiting on you. Maybe, though, you're in this room and you go, Mike, I, uh, I bring my kids to church. I really try to be a good person. But if something were to happen to me, dude, I don't know, man. You can. And you can know today. Could I lead you in a prayer to meet him? Could I? Dear Lord Jesus. I don't want to not know I want to know would you pray that Jesus I believe you live for me Jesus I believe you died for me and I believe you got up out of that grave and overcame death just for me come into my heart Lord Jesus and be my personal Lord and Savior today if you pray that prayer with me today welcome home you're why we're here man you're why we cracked these doors open at about 545 this morning and started all the work to get ready I want to spend eternity with you Jesus thanks for loving us like you do it's in your name that I pray amen